Welcome to the Creative Photo Booth Podcast, an informational podcast with a weekly dose of topics on how to level up your photo booth business. Join us as we dive deeper into the photo booth industry and talk about how to stand out in a flooded market, set trends, and create a unique client experience. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And we're your hosts. Hey guys, we're back for another episode of the Creative Photo Booth Podcast. This week, we will be diving into all of the juicy details and spilling all of our secrets on how we set up for our events. This is actually one of our most requested topics. But before we do, Katie, do you have any embarrassing moments or funny stories from an event where something went wrong? So... I think looking back, you can laugh and say these stories are funny, maybe hilarious, but in the moment, stories like these are the absolute worst because (laughs) obviously when you're setting up, you're trying to do it on probably a time crunch without looking like an idiot and you just want everything to go smoothly. (laughs) Like for me, when I get to an event, I want to set up at an event and, you know, hit print or email or text. And then everything just comes through flawlessly. The oh, way that would be the to. dream. <laughs> yes. And when it doesn't, you know, your whole body just melts a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so recently, my most recent one was I was setting up for an event at my house um, a couple weeks ago and everything mm-hmm. was working great. But I went to shut down the tablet and I noticed that I accidentally restarted it, which shouldn't make a difference, you know, in the – normal world but in the photo booth world as luck would have it you know it did mess a few things up but I didn't notice right away so I was like oh it'll be fine and I went to set up for my event a few days later the software kept xing out every time I tried to print one print it would print one (laughs) and then x out and then you know obviously that's not supposed to happen yeah and i was trying very hard to remain calm and not freak out i did some troubleshooting <laughs> to get the printer to work you know but eventually i did have to default all of my settings so i lost my email login my text messaging info and i had it all on hand but at this point because i had to troubleshoot for so long you know we were set to start in 10 minutes so here we are 10 minutes <laughs> away from the start time yeah and i'm actually i wasn't actually wasn't freaking out Because I think things like this have just happened, you know, so many times that Mm -hmm. you just kind of learn to just remain calm because there's nothing you can do except be calm and just try to work through it. So I got everything working where I was able to take a photo and it printed, but I did have to grab scissors and manually cut each strip (laughs) for the full six hours. Are you serious? Yes. It happened to be a six hour (laughs) event, which like we rarely do because, (laughs) you know, they're just, you know, we usually, we just, I love doing weddings. Yeah. Yeah. And weddings are just not six hours. So I took a lunch break midway through. (laughs) I had one of my attendants come and like help me. Um, I was going to say, were you there by yourself? <laughs> for the first three hours, yes. Dang. But thankfully, um, you know, I had someone come and help me for the last three hours. So I was able, able to take a lunch break, which I used to try to input all my email information and text 
text information. So yeah. I got that working, except when I did a test text, like the it just keeps getting worse. Um, I was doing some <laughs> testing and it would send an Amazon spam link as the text instead of the photo. Oh my god. And then I did a test email and for whatever reason the email I I still to this day like I don't know. The email had changed my email thumbnail to a seductive photo of Kendall Jenner. No. Not really sure where that came from. Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> everything was just choosing to freak out. So, yeah. I don't know. I didn't know what was happening. Um someone asked me if, you know, my account had been hacked, but honestly, no. The system just went crazy for a second, but I pulled through the event and managed to get my emails working without Kindle J. As soon as I got home, I set up the booth because I was like, this is being fixed immediately. I am yeah. not going another second without this being fixed. So I set it all up and I mean everything, everything worked as usual. That's Yet crazy. here I was at an event with Kendall Jenner, spam text, manually cutting and freaking out the entire time. That sounds like my worst nightmare. I would probably freak out during the event. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I was freaking out the entire time. I bet. You know? Yeah, that's just like really nerve-wracking, especially if you're there by yourself. <laughs> well, thankfully, I did have someone that was able to kind of come midway through. And honestly, you know, in moments like that, I just try to have composure and yeah. figure out what are the essentials for my client. And in that moment, I really wanted to have emails working mm -hmm. because they had a custom email message yeah. that was like going out to guests. So that was really important. Obviously, taking photos <laughs> was important. Mm -hmm. and printing them was yeah. important. So I scratched text messaging off the list and I just – I made it through the event and I made sure – I actually had my husband help me set up for the event and we mm -hmm. live like five minutes away from where it was. So that was Good. actually really helpful. Yeah. I had left um, my paper cutter at home. I have one of those that, um, you know, you just put the like – the print in it. Yeah. And you it just, just cut the – Slides yeah. and it cuts. So – I actually had him run home for me. He was just <laughs> helping me set up really quick before he had to go to work. But yeah. he had a few minutes extra. And I was like, can you just – I'm going to be here for six hours. Can you just please go get me the cutter? You know, <laughs> oh so I'm not gosh. using scissors. And I still use the scissors like a little bit throughout. But for the most part, I just use the cutter. Either way, I was like cutting them for six hours manually. <laughs> and then when I got home, everything worked. Like I didn't have wow. to do anything. Everything was normal. So was it because know. you didn't power off your booth then or what happened? So what happened was when I was, you know, trying to test everything, I yeah. accidentally restarted it after testing and, you know, that's not normal. So I was like, all right, I'm going to let it do its thing. It's going to restart. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go in and make sure I shut it down properly before closing it up. I just happened to notice that after it restarted itself – that the desktop screen was a different color. So, okay. you know, something was a little off. Yeah. But I was like, nah, it'll be fine. I'm sure it's fine. And also knew that I would be the one doing the event. So, you know, instead of one of my attendants, so I felt confident. Well, everything was a wreck just from restarting <laughs> technology. Wow, that's so crazy. Like I could not imagine. I, I would seriously freak out. And then I think Randall would probably freak out too. But I feel like I would probably try to like power it off or something just to like reset it. 
That's what I tried to do. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I did I did everything. I powered yeah. it off a couple of times. I <laughs> removed the printer a couple of times. I reset Jeez. everything and it just – I got it working. I made yeah. it through the event. But well, it was just I'm one so of those crazy times. <laughs> yes. That sucks though. <laughs> yes, it did. So what about you? What embarrassing or crazy stories have you encountered oh or, or Randall setting up for an event? <laughs> well, the first one that I could think of, like just the top of my head, because it was our second event ever. And we were really trying just to like impress, you know, this girl. It was her baby shower. This is when we like first started working with the pop shop, Ellen. And so basically the night before we were testing everything out, everything looked great. I forgot to shut down the photo booth properly. Oh, no. <laughs> so same thing. Like you did the yes. thing the night Yeah. And so Randall went to set up the booth at the event. You know, we got there like an hour and a half early because at that time, you know, we just didn't have it all down yet. We just wanted to make sure we had, you know, got all the kinks out and stuff. So when he went to power it on, this black screen came up and it was like, you know, old school black screen where it has the writing like and you have to enter yes or no or whatever. So it's like recovery mode. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I was freaking out. We couldn't do anything because the keyboard is, you know, on our tablet and we don't have a keyboard to like click these things outside of, you know, Mm -hmm. the booth running, I guess. And so we called up TapSnap and I was like, freaking out. I'm like, I don't know what to do. What do we do? And they were like, just go get a keyboard. Like if there is a Target close to you or any anything, like a Best Buy, go get a keyboard, right. hook it up to, you know, the USB and hit escape. <laughs> so Randall had to go to Target. He like ran there super fast. He like, you know, took 10 minutes getting there. Um, and so he was just like, oh my gosh, like in a panic running in and out, like came back with a keyboard and we just hit escape and everything was fine. (laughs) So question for you, does Randall let you touch the booth still or? Yeah, but sometimes I just kind of let him do it all because I don't want to mess anything up, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's so funny, you know, when things like this happen because like in hindsight, we can look back and laugh and we're like, oh my gosh, we were totally freaking (laughs) out. But it really just sucks, you know, Mm -hmm. when things like that happen because, you know, they're scary, but it's all part of the learning curve of owning a photo booth, especially when you're new and, you know, trying to learn the system. Yeah. And even if you're not new, you're still just Mm -hmm. constantly – learning what could go wrong so or even doing like updates and stuff with your software or whatever it is you know I swear I feel like all the malfunctions happen to me when I'm doing the events versus when my attendants do them which is kind of awesome because I can experience them without them having to and then I have the knowledge to pass on for them (laughs) and then they know what to do in each case but it's definitely scary when it happens oh for sure so at our wedding two weeks ago our printer was actually printing wrong. This happened to us during Coachella at that Bella Thorne event we were at. And yeah. it was only printing on half of the paper. So like the photos were actually coming out on half of the paper. And I was like, oh my gosh, if we cut this, it would actually be really cute. But there was no way we we're going to cut it because there was nothing on the bottom side of it, I guess, to like, you know, say, you know, on the templates, you know, like right. Sarah and Andrew or whatever. Right. 
Um, so it was just printing the photos and Randall was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, wait, I know this problem. I've done this before. You know, we need to fix this. Uh, he was like, I need to go into settings, but I can't find it. So we actually kind of helped each other out on this problem because everything kind of did update just in the last couple of weeks for us. So everything was new and he had to go in and just search on our tablet for printer settings and I was able to help him like locate those settings. Yeah. Um, but basically it changed back to the original settings. So we had to like update Like it. on its own? Exactly. Yeah. So we had to like mm. actually refresh the settings and manually put it back on what we were using. So. Do you all set up the booth like at your house to test yes. everything before you take it to an event? Yeah, we usually set up like on a Wednesday. So if we have events like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's what I do. Yeah, we set up. I test out all the photos just to make sure the templates look good, make sure everything's aligned, you know, the prints are looking great, all of that. So, you know, we just like to like do a quick little run through of everything to see how it's looking. Um, that way if I need to like tweak anything or whatever it is, you know, we're fixing it sooner rather than at the event you know that is the number one thing i have noticed when it comes to any kind of mishaps it's usually from just doing any kind of update you know it always sucks when these things happen but again they're such good learning experiences because you get just more and more experience with your booth you know oh for sure and then even beyond not messing with updates or just trying to be consistent with the software i feel like you know you kind of have to like you know, tweak everything and play around with stuff. Yeah. But with you, is there anything you try to do to make, you know, just setting up at events run more smoothly or avoid any crazy mishaps? Because it happens sometimes, you know? <laughs> it does happen. I think, you know, like we were just talking about, I think setting up before your event is really helpful. I, I have like in the last couple years, there have been times where I've been, you know, confident or a daredevil, whichever yeah. way you want to look at it. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing the event myself. Like, I'll just do everything. I'll program everything when I get there. And it's always those events that, like, nothing should go wrong, but they do. Yeah. So I have stopped that completely. I don't test the limits of, you know, the photo booth. <laughs> I don't know why and when you said that, I pictured you in, like, a little cape and, like, yes, I could do this. <laughs> like, I going just get to really, your like, event. <laughs> I get really – it's not even lazy, yeah. but, like, whatever word you want to use, I just get really confident and mm -hmm. I'm like, whatever, it'll be fine. I've done and that too. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't do that anymore. I don't play with fire. So because yeah. those are the times that I feel like something does go wrong. So I set it up on, like, Wednesday, like you said, because mm -hmm. I want to leave enough days where if something was – actually wrong that I had several days before the event yeah. to troubleshoot, take it to Best Buy, buy a new printer, buy a new tablet, mm -hmm. whatever I need, whatever it may be that needs to be done. So I think that's really helpful in avoiding mishaps, just like just being prepared. But then at the same time, sometimes I think they are, you know, unavoidable. Yeah. I do tell my attendants that the key to having a smooth setup is to be consistent and one of the consistent things is if you don't mess with the system, the software, it will not mess with you. It's all about repetition, even for the software. So yeah, for example, with the Kindle Jenner incident, although restarting a computer, you know, like I said, in the normal world should not be the downfall to the entire photo booth. It was something that I did out of place and it 
caused issues that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't messed with, you know, the software and done something different. So yeah. I think that's how you avoid mishaps and consistency is the key to like a smooth setup. Definitely. Or even having like a checklist. You know, we want to make one soon, especially when we start hiring attendants, just to make everything run smoothly. You know, I feel like once we hire attendants, there's still going to be some little mishaps and kinks, but I feel like a checklist just helps like, you know, hey, this is what the setup should look like. This is any login info that you need, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I think definitely a checklist is great just in general. Again, it's, you know, helps you be prepared. I mm-hmm. definitely have one. I have a binder full of checklists. It has a complete setup guide from start to finish followed by a complete breakdown guide for That's my awesome. attendance yeah. in case they like ever suddenly forget or <laughs> they haven't done an event in a couple months or, you mm-hmm. know, anything like that. And then in the back, there's a troubleshooting guide with information from experiences we had, just reminders of like, hey, when this happens, don't forget to check this or try this, you know, mm-hmm. along with like login information. I even have, you know, my Facebook information for them because I have one Facebook that I just use for like networking and that kind yeah. of thing. And it's specifically like for them and it's attached to like my um, photo booth model owners group. So mm-hmm. if they need to, they can go in and oh, like post awesome. in the group. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really helpful because like I usually do it, but if there's ever a moment where they just need to do it quicker, I want mm-hmm. them to have that login information with that access to just like post in the group and hopefully yeah. – you know, other photo booth owners with the experience and the knowledge are going to respond back quickly, which they usually do. And then my attendants just, it's like a peace of mind. It's an extra piece of security for them. So everything they need or we need to have an accessible event, you know, it's all about being prepared and helping your attendants feel prepared too. Yeah. And I think the more prepared you are, you know, the better the event will be overall. You know, you want to set yourself up for success all the time. And I feel like that's just really important. I know when we were um, doing this event in Palm Springs, we actually had the CEO of TapSnap come down and they did a promo video at our event for the Luna booth and they actually complimented us on our setup and they were like, we've never seen a photo booth company so organized and quick with like the initial setup. But what's funny is we were literally just a month in and I was just like, really? Wow, thanks. Like I took it as a compliment, you know? Yeah, you guys really had it down from the start then. Yeah, when we first got our photo booth, they Tapsom actually sent us a checklist of items that we needed for, you know, any future events. We went out and just purchased all those items, you know, things like SD cards, USB sticks, glass cleaner, scissors. I got I even got zip ties just in case, extra batteries. All the good stuff, you know, and I just put it in a little um, case that sits in our Pelican case. Yeah, that's what I have. I have a little pouch that I keep, you know, everything you just mentioned. And Mm -hmm. then I keep a cloth for cleaning the screen and the camera lens, extra bolts, wrenches. We put our lens cap in there, you know, at the events when we take it off just so we always know where our lens cap is. Just having a place for everything and just like that consistency of always putting it there. You'll Like you just won't, you know, lose things or lose track of things so and like you said I also keep a USB drive in there for transferring the photos from the booth along with the backup a backup in case one gets lost because I've lost one before and Mm -hmm. you know again just always being prepared and having those backups and just like one place to put them in so I think that's really helpful so how long would you say 
your setup takes with one person and then how long does it take if you and Randall both are doing it? (laughs) So this is actually funny because Randall hates me helping him. He can get everything set up and ready to go in 30 to 40 minutes. He is super fast and he's kind of a badass at it. I even try to help him at times or at events, and he just says, please get out of my way. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> so if we are at an event together, I try to stick to like setting up the prop table. I put out all the props. If I need to steam like our backdrop, I'll do that. Just all the pretty stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. So Joel and I are the exact same way we just have different ways of setting up you know and a lot of times like our attendants will do the events but yeah there's been times where Joel and I will do events together and he is more practical and I'm all about the visual (laughs) side of things so if we ever do events together it's the same thing you know as you and Randall we Mm -hmm. have to like assign tasks and just trust each other to do our jobs without either of us micromanaging the other Mm -hmm. you know he'll say the booth has to go this way so the backdrop has to go this way and I'll be like well, I don't like the way that looks. So (laughs) (laughs) we have to like compromise and we just, you know, learn to work together, but also stay within our own space and just trust the judgment of the other. Oh, for sure. I couldn't agree more. Like Randall and I have to have a mutual respect for each other, especially as partners, you know. Um, I know he really does appreciate it and he lets me know when I do let him do the things he's great at. Right. So he's just like so thankful for that. I don't micromanage him or at least I try not to. Right. But even <laughs> if he's at an event by himself, I'll be like, hey, can you just make sure I had to write him a checklist last week? He's like, okay, just write me a checklist in my phone so I could get the little behind the scenes photos you want. <laughs> Oh, I wish I could do that. Joel hates lists. Really? He refuses to accept them from me. Yeah. So I wrote it down. I don't think he ever remembers or looks at that list. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. But I always try. Randall hates it when I'm at events with him. He said he just enjoys, you know, getting in and getting out, having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And he's really, like, efficient. Like, he is very all about logistics, getting it done. You know, and then when he's ready to have fun, you know, he can handle big groups of people and he's just really great at that. So if we are at at an event together and he has to like use the restroom really quick or something, I'll have to jump in and like he'll come back from the bathroom and he's like, are you done yet? (laughs) So he gets really upset at me. He's like, can you hurry it up? Like I'm ready to get back to work. Yeah. (laughs) So he just loves interacting with everyone. And just creating that fun experience for everyone. So he just really makes the photo booth what it is, you know? Yeah. So what about you? How long does it take you to get everything set up for your event? (laughs) It usually takes us about 30 minutes to set everything up. However, you know, leaving extra time for troubleshooting for when you do need a little bit more time. We tell our clients about an hour. Mm -hmm. So coming off the client experience episode, I tell them an hour and, you know, try to under promise yet – try to over deliver if we do finish within 30 minutes. You know, we don't necessarily start 30 minutes early, but just having everything set up where it's like, yeah, we're ready to go on time, you know, when we're supposed to. I typically arrive one hour and 15 minutes prior to the event Mm -hmm. just because having the extra time is just more, you know, peace of mind and it's never a bad thing. You never know if you will run into traffic or can't find parking or if unloading, you know, isn't easy. Exactly. Having the more time, the better. Yeah, same. I know out here 
traffic is insane. So we can never go off of our map. So if it says an hour and 15, we like to, you know, leave a little earlier than that. So yeah, we like to leave a lot of cushion just in case. And then if there is any mishaps happening, we can diagnose right on the spot. Um, we try to be really quick at setup. So if there is anything wrong, like the black screen or we need to go right. grab like our keyboard and say we're at valet or something, you know, sometimes we go to these events or whatever it is and there's like valet or a parking structure we have to park at. So sometimes it takes 10 to 15 minutes just to get to the car, you know? Um, so I just feel like having enough time to diagnose and like just be there like to test everything out because you never know. And then just having that free time even after if everything goes smoothly, even if you have 30 minutes to kill before the event starts, it's just nice to kind of chill out for a little bit before yeah. it gets going, you know. When you guys arrive to events, you know, we've talked about how heavy your booth is before. So let's yeah. talk about that. <laughs> is you know, And Randall obviously does a lot of the heavy lifting. But mm-hmm. – in general, do you guys have a truck or like what tools do you use to get the booth like in the event, you know, space? So <laughs> our booth actually weighs almost 200 pounds. I think Randall says it's oh like gosh. 170 or 180. Yeah. So it's really heavy and he can't even lift it himself. He always needs assistance. So if he is going to an event alone, you know, he'll ask one of the valet or whoever. Like when you get there? Yeah. Whoever's there, if he sees like a strong guy, he'll be like, hey, dude, can you help me really quick? Um, I have my SUV. He has a truck. And it is backbreaking. Like we have to help each other to load it up, you know. And we like just make sure we help each other, you know, pre-event, post-event, stuff like that. If I'm not there, he's definitely getting help. So the two of you can do it together though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's easy when we do it together because he just, you know, loads it in and I just help him lift it to put it in the car. Right. And then I go grab like the props and he'll grab like the table and the backdrop and all that. So um you have a system. Yeah, exactly. And you kind of have to. I know if we hire attendants, we've mentioned this before, like we definitely – Are you going to have to have two attendants? Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that. We definitely have to have at least two or a really strong young guy. I know Randall was at a Christmas party last year and we valeted. And oh, he told me this. Yes. Yeah. This guy <laughs> just grabs our booth out of the car. He's like, oh, hey, let me help you, man. And he's like, nope, I got it. And he literally lifted it and carried it into the whole event. And Randall's like, oh, it's because he's young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, I can't do that. He's like, there's no way. So I That's think funny. we just have to really like make sure, you know, they can be able to like, you know, use the photo booth. Um, hopefully by next year, we've been getting super busy. Um, hopefully we get a lighter photo booth model cause they're not making our model anymore. Every booth light. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming out with their that would be awesome. every booth light model. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> so, you know, just maybe taking that into consideration for our attendants, our future attendants, you know, um, even me. Like Randall can do right. it on his own with the booth we have now. But if I were to go, you know, say do a second event for the same day, if we get a double booking, you know, I need something lighter that I can transport. So right. I like to take that into consideration, you know. And then we have our printer. We need to get a Pelican case for that. 
So we kind of have like two big things, I guess. And then the rest is all easy peasy. The cases make everything so heavy, you know, and then you have, you're obviously like adding the extra pounds for the actual items inside. Mm -hmm. So I have an SUV as well as Joel and all of our attendants. It's actually a requirement that I have when bringing someone onto our team, you know, and for the first year I was not able to load the booth into the car. Joel or one of the attendants had to do it. And then I finally figured out a way to get everything into my own. I just had to stack, you know, all the cases a little differently than everyone else is doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Same with us. You know, we got in this groove of things of having a system and I have an SUV as well. And I'm so happy I do because everything just fits in there. And then Randall has his truck. So we actually load the photo booth and the printer into the back of his truck bed. And then the rest of the items like our props, our table, our backdrops, they're all inside of his truck or in my car. So everything fits really well, you know. Something that I use to help carry the weight of everything is a roller cart. So I can stack everything on top of each other on the cart and then I just roll it in. Mm -hmm. And it makes for a lot less trips and a lot less heavy lifting since the cart does all of the work. I actually do want to get a model with thicker wheels though. I really didn't know which one to get. There are so many options and, you know, I was asking around and everyone was like, this one works, this one works, this one's better for this one. But then you obviously have like, you know, price differences. So after about a year of using this one already, I'm ready to upgrade and get an even bulkier one that I can have carry the weight over, you know, tough surfaces like cobblestone and grass. But I definitely recommend getting a cart if you're out there and you don't have one. Do those carts actually like, I guess, fold or is it just? Yeah, they fold. Okay. I haven't really seen them in person. I've heard of them. I've kind of seen them on Facebook and stuff, but we have a portable little dolly. It's actually really small, but very sturdy. I love it. Randall's dad gave it to us and it seriously helps us so much with loading and unloading. Um, But we really don't have a lot of stuff. So Randall puts the printer on the dolly along with our prop like bin we have. And then we have like this wired basket that we put all of our plush props in. Our plush props are like the mask, the pillows, all that fun stuff. Um, right. And we just kind of stack those three things on top of each other, and that's what we wheel in with the dolly. That's not too bad. Yeah. It's just mostly the pelican cases that are hard. Yeah. Do you put the wire basket on the prop table? Does it take up a lot of space? No, we actually just leave our wire basket on the side where the backdrop oh, okay. is. That way, if guests are running in from, like, both sides of our photo booth, they could actually access that little area. I like to keep those separate and not all on the table because we actually have a really small, like, prop table. And I just – How big is it? Um, I think it's, like, four feet. It's really small. I was going to say, you probably have a four-feet table. Yeah, it's really small. I used to use it when I did promos and stuff like that. So it was, like, $20 at Walmart. So it's very light, very portable – you know, just easy to use. And I put a tablecloth on it and I put all of our paper props on there. You know, I like to keep it open in case there is a guest book or anything like that that we are putting our prints in. And then I have, let me see, what else do I put on there? I have like a little Desert Luna sign on it. Um, What else? I'll put all the sunglasses and stuff on the table too. So the wire basket just like hangs out pretty much on the opposite side 
um, next to the backdrop. Yeah, and it's one of those cute, like, little trendy ones from Target. So it looks really, really cute. And I just throw in, like, it adds the mask, to the setup. Yeah, the pillows, all that fun stuff. And then if people like jump in really quick, they're able to grab like a fun mask or like the lobster claws and all that. So they get excited about it. Speaking of, you know, where you put your wire basket and table, do you control the flow of traffic at all when you're setting up? Not really. We like to keep, you know, that on the side where the backdrop is and stuff like that. But I feel like people just come in like on both sides all the time. And then if I am at the event with Randall, um, you know, they'll be like setting some of the props actually in the wire basket. So it kind of helps keep things really like easy. Um, But they kind of get access to both, I guess. Both sides. Yeah. Yeah. So if they do jump in last minute, you know, they just see those and they're like, oh my gosh, like the disco ball is there, the mask, the pillows, all that fun stuff. So I guess like if there is a line and people are picking out the paper props and the sunglasses, which are usually all the girls, the guys will always run on the other side and jump in with them for some reason. I don't know why, yeah. <laughs> but it always seems to be like that. And then they grab all the funny masks and pillows and yeah. stuff. <laughs> I try to create a flow where we have the prop table on one side and people can walk directly up to grab what they want and Mm -hmm. then come in. And then I stand on the opposite side of the booth from the prop table. So they have to drop their props before they can walk past me basically (laughs) when they're done. And it helps me keep everyone in check because people do get excited about the photos and they just genuinely forget to leave the props for the next people. So I think it creates a nice line of traffic and makes everything less chaotic. So do people ever step on your props or create a disaster with them? I feel like oh, it's kind of hard to keep things organized. <laughs> yes, but honestly, the this flow of traffic tip really helps keep everything just less crazy. I think when you create order for people, they naturally are going to be more organized. So I've noticed if, you know, I'm at an event where I feel frazzled people and people are just everywhere and there's no system, that's when things really start getting crazy. Yeah. So. I did have someone step on a prop, not just step on it. He actually (laughs) looked down, saw it, and then thought it was a good idea to kick it. What? Oh, my So I was livid. (laughs) He kicked it under a table. I was so mad. But other than that, in general, you know, no. I think people just get crazy unless you create organization for them. I would be so mad if I saw that. Oh, I was was livid. (laughs) Once I have seen – so I think that's why – It's okay if I'm not at an event (laughs) with Randall because when I see people, especially drunk guys, one time these guys were throwing our props. He was trying to bounce our disco ball and the little, you know, things on the disco ball were coming off of it. Yeah, those things chip off. Yes, and I am just like, oh my gosh, that was like $25, $30. Like, which might not seem like a lot to you, but when you add (laughs) – you know, yeah. $10, $35 to $25 props, your bill is getting kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. I was seriously going crazy. I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, and I, I told Randall, I was like, can you please like tell them, you know, if they do that again. I always make Joel do it as Ugh. well. <laughs> it was driving me up the wall. And so he actually like threw our Amber Prop Master props like on oh, the ground. No. He stepped all over them. I was seriously ready to cry. Like, 
my heart was like breaking and I was cringing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. It was my Amber Prop Master prop when the guy looked down, saw it, and just kicked it. Oh my I was gosh. like, get out of here. <laughs> she handmade those for me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. When I see that, I just want to cry. Like, I already know how much hard work she's putting into those. Yeah. But luckily, like, with the guy stepping on ours, it was okay. Randall had to like iron them out so they weren't so bent, but. I had to even like glue the corner of it, but we were able to fix it. Thank goodness. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. So let's talk about the timing, like setting up. Do you set up before the event? For example, okay, so someone's reception, it's already started or during the reception. How do you go about setting up without being a distraction, I guess? That's a good question. So if it's a regular event, you know, we set up before the event has started, no problem. But mm -hmm. for weddings, it's a little bit more tricky because a lot of times they don't want to necessarily pay for idle hours yeah. and they want us to start like when the dance floor opens. So we set up during dinner a lot of times based on when they want the rental to start. And mm -hmm. in these cases, I just try to make everything as quiet, smooth, and as clean as possible. I unload the gear from the cases a little at a time and I set my table up first so that – I can immediately throw the cases under there as soon as I finish with them. Got it. And a lot of the times we don't even get noticed while we're setting up. I think our secret secretive approach helps us to remain, you know, kind of under the radar with guests. And if they do notice us, they're like, what? You know, what's this? They actually don't know what it is. Yeah. And they're like, something cool is being set up for later. Yeah, that's awesome. I know when we do set up during reception, I'm always like, oh my gosh. Like sometimes I feel a little awkward and you try to be as quiet, you know, and there's speeches happening. Yeah, exactly. And you just don't want to be rude. <laughs> if there's speeches happening, I just kind of pause. And if I have to start yeah. late, I'm like, what do you want me to do? Exactly. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like – I know one time we were setting up at Seguro and we got there right when dinner was being served, I guess. And I'm like, yeah. okay, trying to find yeah. the wedding planner, trying to like find the person to like check in with. And then I see the bride and she's like, Sarah, oh my gosh, hi. And I'm like, hi, how's it going? And she's like, if you guys want to set up in the reception, you know, we're about to have dinner and do toasts. Or you can set up kind of outside of, you know, the double doors or whatever. So I said, hey, we're just going to set up outside the double doors. We won't be yes. a distraction. Like, I don't want to go Absolutely. in there, you know. And so we were right there, like close to the buffet line. You know, people kind of saw us setting up a little bit. But then right. they came out and they're just like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? There's a photo booth. And literally, right. they were so excited to see us. We were there for three hours. So we actually broke down an hour early because I think their wedding ended at 10 or 11. So I think we broke down at like 9. But it's like we had that three hours just like have fun. Everyone was using our photo booth. Like they were literally dancing and jumping over the photo booth. And we got so much use out of it. It was awesome. And I just love like the reaction, I guess, of guests when they don't realize the photo booth is coming in. They get so excited, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, if you do have to set up somewhere like outside the double doors, mm -hmm. let's say it's not near the buffet table and you are a little out, you know, of the realm of the reception, my suggestion is just have the DJ make an announcement when you're open. Exactly. And obviously, like we mentioned in the client experience, have the DJ mention when you're about to shut down like 30 mm -hmm. minutes before. 
if you need to grab some guests, you know, I usually politely go up and go, hey, you know, just so you know, we do have a photo booth. Yeah. We're just outside these double doors. So come take a picture. We'll be exactly. here till nine. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And then they come later, mm-hmm. you know, or get the bride and groom to come in and that starts a train. So I just wanted to point that out. In Definitely. Case someone and doesn't know to do exactly. that. Exactly. It just adds to the experience. And then I feel like even with these setups, even if it is during, you know, someone's reception and trying to be as quiet as you can. That's what I love the most about our photo booth, how minimal it is, you know, and how minimal our setup is. So, you know, we're not spending two hours trying to set up all the props while all these people are watching us, you know. It's just, right. here's the booth, printer, backdrop, prop table. That's it, you know. And so just keeping it very easy and everyone gets so excited to see it. You know, they get so excited to see like all of our props coming in and they're just like, oh my gosh, they like can't wait to like just start using it and having some fun, you know. Same. Yeah, exactly. And I try to keep, you know, our setup as minimal as I can just because it's Mm -hmm. part of our brand. I feel like less is more. So we try to bring choices for everyone without overwhelming. But I think, you know, when you're setting up just if if your brand is to have like a ton of crazy, awesome things, then then do that. Just make sure that I I think part of the client experience, you know, like I think we kind of talked about this in the last episode, but you know, the way that your setup looks and the way that you're presenting everything mm-hmm. is definitely part of your brand. So yeah, just incorporate definitely. that, whether that's minimal or crazy with like a ton of options, you know, mm-hmm. neither one is wrong or right. It just is what is like good for your or what's right for your business. So yeah. just wanted to put that out there too and I also wanted to mention we did have someone message us on the podcast about gaffer tape and I wanted to share a little bit about how we work with it if it's not obvious to everyone some people it may be but you know this person it wasn't so I wanted to share it in case there's other people but I use gaffer tape as many do and I just start by tearing a few pieces off at a time and then I use my foot to hold the cord down flush to the ground and I tape as I go mm-hmm And then when I'm picking up the tape, it's really important to hold the cord down that isn't taped. So the exposed part of the cord, for example, the part that's like under the backdrop with your foot and then rip the tape up as you go, moving your foot along with it. You know, if you try to pick it all up at one time, the cord and the tape, it will wrap everything together and it's a pain to undo. (laughs) But I do keep scissors on hand in case this does happen because it does. Yeah. We definitely use gaffer tape too. And at first we were using duct tape and everyone was like, get gaffer tape. Like we highly recommend it. I cannot recommend it enough. It is amazing. It's expensive. Yeah. But it looks so clean and it doesn't leave all that sticky residue. It just looks really good and it's easy, you know, to pull it up and stuff like that. So Randall loves it. (laughs) And if you can afford the um, extra space, bringing a nice rug to kind of place Mm -hmm. over the tape is another way to elevate this look of your setup as well. Randall's been asking me since day one. He wants me to get him a rug. (laughs) Like you would. (laughs) He's like, no, I just want want it. I just haven't done it yet. I have actually yeah. have not even looked into it, but it's an idea that I've had for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Before we wrap it up though, can you share a little bit about your stick prop holder? Because I love that thing and I still <laughs> need to make one. And I think our listeners would love the idea as well. Yeah. So basically we had this idea of just putting our props on a little stand. So they stood up on our table rather than laying down. So and yeah, it was super easy to make. 
you know, Randall made one. I seriously love it. You know, you'll see it in some of our pictures on Instagram and Facebook, but I just love the aesthetic to it. And it just adds something more to our prop table. Yeah, I still need to make one. It just makes everything so organized. And I think we actually had someone ask about this in our Facebook group one time when you were sharing Mm -hmm. about it. But they were asking if guests like put the props back in themselves and I wouldn't expect them to, you know? Yeah. So in case anyone's like, well, if you have this stand, like do you have to keep putting the props back into it? I mean, yeah. Yeah, But it makes everything organized, Exactly. I do. There's a lot of guests that want to. I'll be like, oh, hey, I could grab that for you, put it back. And they're like, no, I want to try it. And it's so cute because they actually like try to put stuff back. And some people – they just toss it in the wire basket right. or whatever. But it's just fun, like, to see that they actually do care. Like, They're excited. Yeah, we actually did one little event with – it was a kid's birthday party. Super nice out in Palm Springs. Literally, it was as nice as a wedding, and the kids were more respectful of our props than the adults. <laughs> That's and awesome. they were actually putting all the props back, like super cute. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they were so yeah. adorable. And they just had such a blast with it. It was funny. I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, you don't have to. <laughs> for most events, though, I feel like, you know, people are just coming in for a quick photo mm-hmm. and they often have a line behind them. Yeah. So they're just kind of scattered. And, oh, definitely. You know, and they'll just kind of be like, throwing everything here. And like hand us all yeah. of our props or whatever, or just throw them back on the table. You know, and if Randall's yeah. there by himself, he'll be like, you know, when it slows down a little bit, he'll put them back on little Organizing stands. them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that kind of just wraps up, you know, the general rundown of the event setup. We didn't really have any specific questions anyone asked. They just said they wanted to know more about like our setup for an event. And so we just had a general episode. Yeah. yeah. And like our process. So if you have questions about how we set up at events, shoot us an email. We are happy to extend the conversation beyond our weekly episodes. And we are also now offering one-on-one consultations. If you have any very specific questions, these allow us to sit down with you and cover topics tailored to what you want to work on. Yes, and we absolutely love our consultations. We have attached our link to the episode description. So if you like more info about this, just click the link below. Also, be sure to subscribe to our email list, which we now have on our website. We are going to start sending out episode releases, blog posts, fun announcements, stuff like that. You can sign up directly on our website in the subscribe box. And if you haven't already, Join us on the Creative Photo Booth Podcast group on Facebook. We have created a fun space for photo booth owners who are looking to get more creative and expand their business or grow their business or just anyone wanting, you know, help starting off, need pointers, whatever it is. We come together for fun group discussions and everyone is welcome. Yeah, we've been having people constantly want to join. Yeah. So it's growing I love and it. growing. If you have not joined, be sure to join. And also, if you are listening to this episode on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a fun review. We always want to hear from you and we cannot keep this podcast going without your help. So every review helps us continue growing. Yep. (laughs) Until then, I guess we will see you guys next Thursday. Bye guys. That's a wrap on the Creative Photo Booth Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and download so we can keep this conversation going. We want to hear from you. So send us an email at creativephotoboothpodcast at gmail.com. 
We'll be taking questions and requests. So let us know if there's a topic you want to hear. Until then, we'll see you next Thursday.